and welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and welcome to the show. We're continuing the Kids Yoga Perspective Series this week with Megan Snyder, and Megan and I met through Instagram, and she's my first guest to be on the podcast that is not from the U.S., so I'm very excited. Um, Before we start, just wanted to give a little bit about her background. So Megan dreamed up Appleseed in 2016 when her oldest son turned two and she realized kids yoga didn't exist in Toronto. She began to offer drop-in classes down the street from her home in 2017 when her second son was just nine months Appleseed has been a culmination of all Megan's giftings, training, and experiences, and continues to form her into her highest self every day. She is boldly in love with mothering her family and also the Appleseed community at the same time. Pleasure and work are one for Megan. Megan's family and their experiences in nature and life are her inspiration for Appleseed. Megan holds a BBA and over 400 hours of yoga teacher training for all ages. Megan, welcome to the show. Hi, Jessica. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. I'm, yeah, I'm excited to connect. I, it's kind of exciting. We live in a time where we can connect over Instagram and then have a conversation like this. Um, so... I know very little about you, so I wanted to start at the beginning with how you found kids yoga. Awesome, for sure. I'm so happy to be here and to be chatting. Um, so kids yoga for me, um, I'll rewind my story a little bit. Um, uh, I was... Working downtown here in Toronto, um, kind of in the grind, and my husband and I, this was back in 2012-ish, we could not get pregnant. And it became apparent for many different reasons uh, that my choice became I would leave my job. And what happened was after I left my job, I had some plans, but those changed uh, after I took my first yoga training. And at the end of my training, on the last weekend, I found out I was pregnant. So that kind of starts my more formal yoga training. Um, And so what happened was I was doing my pre and postnatal training during my pregnancy um, and postpartum as well. And my son, um, basically right around when he turned one, I was doing a lot of postpartum stuff. I was teaching, um, and of course taking classes with him. And as he and I were bonding, um, through that whole first year, you know, your life just is completely completely never the same. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I found that a lot of the classes, at least what was offered uh, in my neighborhood, um, a lot of it was like, bring your baby and then 
you're just going to do some yoga and they're going to be allowed to be there. And I didn't know it at the time, but this was when kind of for me, the whole kids yoga or my philosophy, I guess, of kids yoga was really growing and, and budding and being birthed. Um, because I really wanted to share my love of yoga and what it does in my life um, with my son. And I, I was like, I'm going to try that. So what ended up happening was right when I was about to um, go back to work, and again, I had quit my, my more full, full-time job, um, so I was going back to work part-time. Um, I actually extended my mat leave because my husband ended up going on sabbatical for about six months right after my son turned one. And we were just kind of over the moon. It's like, this is so amazing and beautiful. How is this happening? And so we decided to do a six-week road trip out west, which actually did include, um, we went through the States for mm. parts of it. Um, and we would end up, uh, out in BC, uh, on Vancouver Island. And then we went south, uh, down to, we have some family, um, in California. And what that ended up being was a beautiful, I didn't really know, but it formed into this along the way, um, was where I was doing yoga basically in every big city that we, that we hit. And I was doing some postnatal, like, you know, still young toddler yoga. Um, as my son was growing past his year mark. And then we also did a little bit of family yoga. And it was like R&D for my business. And I didn't even really fully know <laughs> it was happening. Mm. Um, which is just so beautiful. It's kind of like following your dream and it just grows and blooms. Um, and I mean, I, you can't really plan these things, right? Um, yeah. How it all works out. So that's kind of where it started with, for me. Um, wow. That sounds so kind of idyllic to have this road trip where you're going to all these places and doing yoga and just kind of, planting the seeds, which then comes to the name of your company, Appleseed. Um, and I was curious because I love the name and it makes me feel like when I see the little logo um, and Appleseed, I just think of kind of newness and freshness. And so I was curious first where the name for your yoga company came from. Mm, yeah. Um. So it had all been brewing for a while and I was out on a walk with my, my husband and yeah, my first son at the time, probably pregnant or something with the next one. And, um, there's many, many things that contributed. Um, I feel like apples are just a sim, I mean, they're a symbol of like school and learning and kind of primary, like primal life. Um, you know, little kids in school bringing an apple to their teacher back in the day. Um, so that's part of it. Um, the whole seed part, I always wanted 
it, it's kind of like it gives a notion of something small and something that's going to grow and bloom and, and, and thrive, um, without actually saying that it's kids yoga. Um, so, you know, it gives you the notion of something small and, and kids in, in general. Um, and I just, I love the primary color of red and I just love apples. I was born in the fall and picking apples has been just a really formative thing for me through all my years. Um, especially when I was young. Um, and yeah, and it, it just kind of burst out of me. Like I was kind of not actually frustrated, but I was just kind of brainstorming, speaking things out on this walk. And it just kind of flew out of me. And I was like, okay, I think that's kind of it because I've been searching for it for a long, I had been searching for it for a long time and it felt really right when it emerged. So. Right. Yeah. So I am not very familiar with the Toronto area. So I was curious with how Appleseed Yoga was received when you first opened it. As you mentioned, there wasn't much kids yoga happening at the time. Yeah. So um, I was one of the first on the scene for sure. I had been doing a lot of research uh, to find classes for my own son at the time. And there was just nothing out there. And I really felt this not pressure, but just this desire to start right then, right in 2017, knowing that the market was really ripe because, uh, you know, yoga trainings were pretty plentiful for adults, um, you know, classes, studios all over the city. And it just seemed like, good heavens, how is there nothing for kids right now? Mm. And it was, this is kind of a telling story. I'll tell you a quick story. So, I started in September and then in, I would, it was the spring. So April, May of 2018, I was walking down the street, um, in our neighborhood and I happened across my naturopath and she lives, you know, close by, um, as well. And we got to chatting and she knew that I had started, started apple seed and was doing kids yoga and we're just talking about it. And, and I had kind of assumed she knew a little bit about it. And then she just stopped and said, okay, so hold on a second. What do you do in toddler yoga, in kids yoga? Like, I, I don't even understand. And I thought hmm. to myself, oh my goodness, you're my naturopath. Like you are very a prime um, person. You know, you're a new parent. You're like exactly my market and you don't even know. So after that, I, I kicked it into high gear, educating and just telling people about it, not necessarily asking them to come to class, but, um, really, um, just letting them know what it is and what we do and like not being afraid to share content and that kind of stuff. And then in this past year, so within the last, um, 12 months, pretty much, uh, kids yoga in Toronto has just like, it's like wildfire. Um, one of our colleagues in the community, she was on TV, a whole bunch of TV, um, 
broadcasts, which really, really helped and was absolutely amazing to kind of get the word out there, even out into the suburbs and everything so that people can just be aware and then um, choose their, their, you know, their studio of choice, their teachers of choice, and, and they have it in the schools, of course, is, is really kind of baseline and, and has changed a lot. So. Right. Wow. So in such a short time, so you were really onto something when you were like, oh, I have to start this now because it's like the it. spark yeah. was lit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now being in this time of COVID and everything changing so dramatically, and I'm sure, you know, having to close your studio at this time, I've noticed on Instagram that you've, um, kind of started offering virtual classes. So I was interested in hearing your, your journey with that, how you first took your classes online and how that's been going and um, maybe even any advice for anyone out there who's trying to offer kids yoga online right now. Yeah, really, really good question. Um, it's been quite interesting quite the shift. Um, so prior to COVID, I was renting space uh, here downtown out of a community center and all my drop-in classes were there. And then we, of course, we've been in schools and in the libraries and other, other venues as well. Um, so I'm really fortunate in that I didn't, I wasn't paying, you know, rent on a place that I would have to continue paying rent on. Um, so that was a huge blessing um, through this just completely rocky time. So we halted our classes. We, we halted like the Friday before our March break camp was about to run. Um, and it was disappointing because it was a very full camp and I was fully ready, like just at the starting gate, you know, ready. Um, but I feel like I've had a bit of experience, not a ton, but a little bit of experience in my life and having to turn on a dime and having a little bit of trauma in a sense, I guess. Um, just a shake, right? Like a, an mm -hmm. earthquake. And, um, my husband and I right away, we were like, okay, March break camp online. And, um, we made the crafts available to the people that had pre-registered because I had, I had everything, right? It's all sitting in my office. Um, so we made the materials available. We ran classes throughout that first week uh, of March break um, on Instagram. So anybody could join and we promoted that out. I really took the, I mean, I just automatically adopted like we're in crisis mode here and not just us, but the world. And what is needed right now is yoga. And what is needed right now for parents is kids yoga and centering and fun alternatives to, you know, fast paced, fast moving screen activities and such. Um, so we really turned on that dime and just offered our stuff for free. I was showing up on, on Instagram every morning and my teachers were showing up for me every afternoon. Uh, we were doing story times and classes and just providing, just turning into the serve mode, right? So just sharing and, and spreading, you know, 
what parents needed and wanted and what kids needed and wanted. And the response was just unbelievable. It gives me shivers up and down my spine. We had, you know, often a hundred people watching our, our lives. Um, wow. it, was, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then through March break in the afternoons, we would do our nature crafts and I would show up. It would be, you know, 30 or so minutes. Um, I actually posted out ahead of time the craft materials for people who weren't registered. If they wanted to join us for the crafts, they could, you know, go into their backyard, go into the parks that were still open at that time to pick up, um, you know, the right size branches and everything's very easily, easily found for our nature crafts for the most part. Um, so we, we did that and it, again, it was really well received. Uh, and of course through that I learned were, you know, it's wise to be offering our summer camp virtually as well. We don't really know right now in Toronto exactly what's happening with summer. Um, there's talk about outdoor summer stuff with low numbers should still be good. Uh, but we're not positive. So we're just still kind of waiting and, and listening for cues with that. Um, but yeah, so since then, um, We've been offering our Insta live classes this whole time, actually, right in, up until this last Friday. And it's, it's cool that I'm talking with you today because today we launched, um, our virtual studio and mm. it's through Facebook and it just kind of works in the moment. You know, it wasn't too much to set up, um, not too, too difficult, too super time consuming, um, and it's a really low rate. So it, it is a membership rate and it's just $15 a month. And actually it's on a sliding scale. So you can pay more if you'd like. Um, and all of our classes are on there. So we run a live class every day and then it stays up in the feed indefinitely. Um, and we've got, you know, 15, almost 20 classes in there already. Uh, for people that are joining right away. So that, that took a little bit of time. I was, I was in the serve mode. I was in the, let's just focus on providing and giving to others and letting them know what kids yoga is and how it can help them in this time. Um, and then, you know, it settles in after a few weeks. Oh, right. This isn't probably going away for a while, even mm. if, and when, when our classes get booted back up again, our in-person classes, and we'll have to see how that goes, right? Um, numbers wise, financially. So, um, our virtual studio is our main, main source for, for teaching right now. Yeah. Well, that's so exciting. You launched that today. Um, and people definitely check it out on Facebook. And that's great that it's a sliding scale. It's a membership. Um, and I know for people with kids, sometimes you can't make it to that live class for various reasons, but to have it then recorded is, is great. Such a good option. Exactly. Um, yeah. So now that you've been adapting to this whole situation and, and been home with your children as well, I was curious, on that end of things, as 
a mom who's also a business owner right now, um, how that has been for you and how you've navigated that because you have two young boys, right? Correct. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Another fantastic question. <laughs> um, <laughs> good heavens. So <laughs> I have a five and a half, almost six year old and a three and up coming up to a half year old. Um, two of my little boys. Oh my gosh. I just look at them and melt. And it's also obviously excessively challenging. Yes. So my oldest is in, uh, senior kindergarten. That's how we do it here in Canada. Um, so in September he would be going into grade one and, uh, well, what do I say? So he was in full day school programming. Um, and my three-year-old has been home for his entire life. We didn't have him in care for a number of reasons. Um, so in some ways, I actually feel like my life didn't change that much. I mean, my six-year-old is, is here. Um, but I was working and with my youngest anyways. So I was working a ton in the mornings, a ton at night. Um, and he is a little bit of a, you know, an entrepreneur's child. He, he just is pretty relatively self-sufficient. He can just play with himself for an hour. That's great. Yeah. My older one is not at all, at all like that. And so this time has been a lot of practicing that muscle, um, but also in, in small doses. So 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there, and talking a lot with him about how, you know, we don't have to be doing everything together all the time. Um, my husband is home. Um, but he's, he's also, he's not actually, he's not actually working. So that is also really helpful and amazing too. Um, we've really found within our family that coronavirus is like, it's just, you know, it's kind of like the plague and also like divine intervention at the same time. It's like, the hard things in our life that didn't have time or presence or space to surface before have come to surface. And while it's hard, incredibly hard, and there's a lot of emotion and there's a lot of, there's a lot of pain really. Um, we found that this is kind of our time to deal with that and to look at it. And, um, there's been a lot going on in my husband and his life and his work. Um, so I, I have been with the boys a lot. Um, I've been also working at night a lot, but in this, like on the other hand, I, I'm doing my best to be as accepting and gentle with myself as possible. And I'm sure you've felt how, Corona has just brought about this pause, right? Like, you know, people aren't really getting back to people as fast. And I think that's, that's kind of what it is. That's what Mm -hmm. we need. And that's what our, 
earth and our worlds and our families and our lives need. So just, it's like yoga every single day. It's the presence and trying to slow things down when that rush and those anxieties come up and things get really kind of chippy or just cranky. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't have any magical solutions. Um, but that is where we're at. I, yeah, again, I, it's not like my kids were gone all day and I was working, um, full time truly. So there's been huge shifts, but not, um, not as much as maybe some other people. Right. Yeah. And I, I noticed in your bio that you mentioned mothering both your children and your business, which I thought was, um, really interesting. And I was wondering if you can tell me more about that. It just like that viewpoint of your business of how you're nurturing and mothering your business in the same way you do with your children. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. I, I declare that my family comes first and apple seed is a lot about harnessing in what's natural. And I am a mother first and foremost, and I'm, I am in no way, you know, exercising that all the time. I will, you know, put on a screen for my children to watch whatever while I'm teaching or needing to work. And not, not that that's a a failure in any sense of the word. Um, but I, I really do my best to choose presents for my kids. Um, and if I'm not meeting that well, and I'm kind of flailing around trying to get work done and not really doing it in the most authentic way possible. I, I, I've been learning to kind of step back and just think about what actually matters because I just can't, I can't do this and preach authenticity. And, you know, my family is, is silently suffering in the background. So my focus of mothering my children and being present for my children and my family and my husband and um, working to keep our family just healthy and in every aspect of, of the sense is, is my priority. And then from there and from that truth and from what comes from that, like the inspiration and seeing my boys connected and seeing our relationship go through those really hard times and kind of coming through the other side, I feel like I can best, um, step into apple seed and be an authentic mother and an, and an authentic kids yoga teacher, um, and thereby mother my business, um, and mother the, the kids that come to class. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I really like how you see that and how you explain that. Um, I want to, before I come to our last question, I 
just wanted to circle back more to just kids yoga in general prior to all of this, prior to the pandemic. Uh, and I'm wondering if you have a favorite kids yoga teaching memory, um, maybe from when you first started your business, or it, it could even be during these past months, but just a memory that comes to mind that makes your heart happy. Hmm. Let me think. I would have to say, oh my goodness, there's just so many of them. Um, I'm going to say my first public class um, that I offered, it was... It would have been on like Tuesday, September 5th, 2017, if that is the right day, you know, give or take. And I was there. I was nervous. I showed up to my space. My, it's a really beautiful space, beautiful open windows. And my husband was there. My boys were there about to leave. And, um, and somebody showed up. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's it real. Was, it's, yeah. And let me tell you how many classes I've held where nobody has showed up since mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We've all been right? there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, unending. Anyways, yes. somebody showed up and my heart was so big and their daughter. Um, I won't share her name, but she was just precious. We did garden yoga and we just played and I just saw her kind of ignite in the thought that she could, you know, come instead of going to music or going to, I don't know, another, you know, structured program, she could come to yoga and um, and spend that time with her mom and her, she had a little brother and he, I can't remember if he stayed in the room or if he went off with parent or, or a caregiver of some type, but, um, just knowing, like knowing for that, that mom in that space and time that she could have that time with her older daughter, knowing that there was another baby around and Yeah. It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. I'll never forget what we did and the songs we sung. It was wonderful. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's like you dream up this idea. And I know in kids yoga, all of us have had the experience. No one comes or you're trying to get people there. Um, but then to finally have that, it's, yeah, it is. That's such a beautiful experience. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so I like to end with little kids yoga gems. So little piece of advice for anyone who is new to kids yoga or has been teaching a while, but what's kind of your kids yoga gem to impart? <sighs> I love this. I love this question. Um, it comes, my, my response comes from a quote that I found, but well, long before I started, not long, but a little bit before I started Appleseed and it's by Liz Lark who's probably one of the pioneering kids yoga um, teachers in North America, at least. And she says that young bodies have not yet been inhibited or restricted by everyday conditioning. 
So they naturally move more freely. And in my early days, as apple seed was forming, I didn't even really know what was going on, but it was forming. Um, I was just so, it was just mystifying to me how children are just naturally born yogis. And, and I mean, my revelations within, you know, my own yoga practice and how, you know, it's in a way, it's like a, it's like a manual for healthy, like just for living optimally in your body. Right. Um, and just diving into how that starts from birth, um, really like lit me and really, gave me my basis for apple seed and apple seed is all about that quote and it it's all about how it reminds us that it's our job to trust our children and the children in our care for yoga to trust their bodies to trust their minds um and for us to just let them move and let them be and i i share this uh whenever a newcomer comes to our toddler yoga classes um, basically the more we can get out of the way and the more like as teachers, as parents, as somebody bringing a kid into class, the more we can open ourselves up to learning from these little yogis, the better a teacher, the better a parent, the better they will grow and just naturally preserve those innate those innate ways of moving, those innate responses. Um, somebody, my neighbor actually was talking to me the other day. She's like, I don't get it. Kids, kids, mindfulness, like, aren't they most, the most present people on the earth? <laughs> like, why do you, why do you have to teach them mindfulness? And she wasn't, she was just kind of, she's one of our, she's my, my son calls her um, his surrogate grandmother. Like she's our bestest our bestest neighbor. And, um, she wasn't trying to antagonize me or anything, but she just, she's like, what, what is up with that? And I said, that is exactly it. It is about letting them and giving them a space to preserve that and to not lose that and to know what that is. I actually just, I think last week realized one moment in my life that I always kind of dubbed as just a bit of a mystical otherworldly moment. And I, I realized last week that that was like true mindfulness. I was in grade six, no, no, grade four sitting at my desk and I, I was reading a book and I was solely immersed in this book with just pure concentration and focus and presence. And I want kids to know what that is and not have to figure it out when they're 37. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, and just knowing their bodies and trusting their bodies. So, yeah. I love that. It's already within them. It's just yes, trusting that and putting a name to it. Just like you said, having them notice it so they don't lose it. Like a lot of us do as we grow. Yeah, exactly. So if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? You can find us. Um, our website is appleseedyoga.com. We are very active on Instagram and our new virtual studio is on Facebook. So on Instagram, we are, um, 
Our handle is at Appleseed Yoga. On Facebook, um, it's Appleseed Yoga is our, we have a page, of course. And then our virtual studio is called Appleseed Yoga Virtual Studio. You can find it from our page. Um, but if you go to the website, for, if you're interested in the virtual studio, head over to the website first um, on the virtual studio tab, and it'll give you the steps for joining. So, yeah, that's us. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and for being on today and wish you so much luck with all the transformations of your business. And it was so great to talk to you. Thank you, Jessica. So good to talk to you too. All right. Talk soon. Namaste. Okay. Namaste. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would so appreciate your support. You can simply rate and review you can subscribe, click that subscribe button, and you will hear a new podcast every Thursday right on your feed. You can also email me, thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com, and give me a follow on social media, the Kids Yoga Podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. All of these things really help support the podcast get it out there so that I can continue to make more. And there are my children that need me. (laughs) Namaste, everybody.